Hi everyone, I'm John Mulrod. Hope you're all doing well. Today we'll be reading the uh, 38th parak in the book of Reishit. As you remember in yesterday's chapter, Yaakov's sons threw Yosef into the pit. They were sitting down to a meal. When Yehuda, Judah, he sees a caravan of Bnei Ishmael coming and he all of a sudden has a change of heart. He convinces his brothers they shouldn't kill Yosef. After all, he is our brother, our flesh, Yehuda says. So today's parak starts with Yehuda leaving his brothers after this episode's transpired. He went down into something of a personal exile, likely feeling shame and some regret. There Yehuda meets a merchant, an Ish Adolami, and marries his daughter Shua. They have two sons, Er and Onan. However, Er passes away with no children. Yehuda tells his second son Onan to do Yibum with uh, Er's wife Tamar, but he refuses. The theme of brotherly discord and Sefer Bereshi just continues. Both of Yehuda's sons then die. Uh, so Yehuda tells uh, Tamar to wait until his third son, Shalah, grows up in order to marry him. Yehuda's wife passes away and he's in a state of mourning. Uh, Tamar gets word of this. He, she gets word that Yehuda is walking along the road. So she covers her face and she goes and she waits for him at the crossroads. Yehuda approaches her, thinking that she's a prostitute. He asks to consort with her, and as a pledge, uh, he leaves her with a signet, a wrap, and a staff. He promises to return later with a goat as payment. But when the Isha de la Mi later goes to deliver the, uh, the goat on Yehuda's behalf, he can't find the prostitute. Yehuda says, okay, let her keep the wrap, the signet, and the staff. Better that than that I should embarrass myself. Three months later, Yehuda receives news that his daughter-in-law, Tamar, has become pregnant, having been accused of being a harlot. Now, uh, it'd be unimaginable for one's heart not to despair at what happens next. How does Yehuda respond when he hears the news? He says Tamar should be burned. Tamar, as she's being taken to her execution, sends a note to Yehuda. There is an interesting uh, mirror to yesterday's chapter. Notice the wording here is nearly identical to uh, when Yosef's brothers asked Yaakov to identify the owner of the bloody coat. Tamar says, Identify, if you please, who are these signet, this wrap, and this staff, implying that the owner of these things is the, is the father, the man who impregnated her. It's an incredible act of grace on Tamar's part, but it also comes with extreme risk. Tamar is discreetly giving Yehuda the opportunity to own up to his sin. And Yehuda does. He admits it was his signet, his rap, and his staff. There's a line in, uh, in Masechet Sanhedrin that uh, parallels Yehuda's life well. Um, I might butcher this. There's a man who's walking and he said, Seven pits are dug for the man of peace. He escapes them all. And one is dug for the evildoer, but he cannot escape it. Shmuel is quoting Mishle to Rav Yehuda, a verse that's written, For a righteous man falls seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall at once. Yehuda is human. And the Torah is dedicating a whole parak 
to demonstrating that to us. He makes one mistake after the other, falls in one pit after the other. Yet when Yehuda is forced to confront his own immorality, when he sees his staff and his signet laid out in front of him, he takes responsibility. He doesn't delude himself. Yehuda finds himself at a critical juncture where he can make amends and he chooses to take action. Finally, just to end the chapter, Tamar gives birth to two twins, Peretz and, Ye and Zerah. Peretz is named for his strength and Zerah for brightness. There appears to be a struggle in the womb. Zerah uh, sticks out his hand first and has a crimson t uh, string tied around his wrist. But Peretz, the forefather of King David, then pushes his way through and emerges first. Friends, Yehuda is an important symbol of Teshuvah to have in mind as we approach Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Confronting and taking responsibility for our actions. We'll see Yehuda later becomes a hero in Yosef's royal court. In that dramatic moment when he takes responsibility not only for his own actions, but for that of him and his brothers when they sold Yosef. Leading to the family's reconciliation. Yehuda is the righteous one who falls into the pit seven times, but each time he stands back up. What does it say that the Torah places such emphasis on this, on this type of leadership? That Mashiach will come from someone who's conscious both of their individual actions, but also their actions as part of a group and as part of a nation. We'll see this again when David HaMelech's own teshuva uh, comes following his episode with Bathsheba. What is Tanakh teaching us when David and Bathsheba's second child becomes Shlomo HaMelech, the wise king, the author of Mishle, uh, Shir Shirim, the king who inaugurates the first Beit HaMikdash? Yehuda and later David HaMelech, they show the wonderful power of Teshuvah. The ability, as Rav Joe mentioned in a shiur last week, to turn mistakes into merits. The foreshadowing in today's parak is immense. And I really can't wait to learn these uh, future parakim with you all in this 99 group.